Cause the last will be first What a day I'm telling you is Jimmy and Annette coming to you from the Hill Country. We, believe it or not, are on episode 46. I know. So close to a year we've so been doing this. 52 will be one year. We had one break. One break. One week. The other week that we traveled when we went to during our sabbatical. We took it with summer, us. We took it with us. Not going to do that again if I can get out of it because that was a big deal. Well, going through TSA is always a big deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're always like, what is this? It's a microphone, dude. You know, (laughs) like, well, you know, full body cavity search, you know. (laughs) That's true. Great. Okay, thanks. So, anyway, welcome to the show. We are Jimmy and Annette, and we are living up in a down world. Oh, wait. And and Mr. Chevy. Which we've got a little dilemma. We do. A dilemma. Well, we're moving our office. Our studio. Well, our office slash studio mm-hmm. to the church. We originally were building a green room. And why why are we doing this? Well, because when why, when we originally said, let's build a green room, the longer it took to build it, the more I saw you needed an office because well, we don't have office space. I saw that as well because my office is a backpack. Mine too. I bring it every day. We all <laughs> sit in a room together and we don't get so anything done. why do we have done. no offices at the church? Because we're, we're growing so much. We had to make room for children. Right. And we did that during COVID when everything was shut down. We had guys at the, at the church working that we'd contracted and man, they took out all of our all offices. of our offices. We made more room for student children. Only minute, children's two ministry. employees yeah. will have an office. Well, yeah. now three because you will, right. and I can office with you. But then after I was, I had this brainstorm. It's maybe this is more than an office because it's soundproof. There's no window. What great sound you could get out of that room? Why yeah, not turn really it into our in. studio? So now it's going to be our studio. So it'll be a studio for our YouTube channel, which is Meet, Pray, Pray Love. Love. Meet, Pray, Love. And uh, we have one video up on that. You can look us up on YouTube. That We'll I did get another one up. We've just not right. ready yet. Yeah, just getting started with that because, I mean, that was my first I one. I really and... wanted to wait till next week when we're actually in our right. studio. Right, me too. Me too. We'll, we'll wait. It's not a big deal. Not a rush on that. But, so we're going to buy some new equipment. world stuff. Yeah. Yes, we're getting some new gear. I'm doing some, I'm getting some consult from Adam Lacey specifically. He's kind of gave me his rig rundown and then, you know, we're investigating other things and seeing what we really need. So part one side of the office slash studio will be a a studio literally with lighting, you know, a table where you and I can sit and talk to each other conversationally and we uh, can interview other video pastors, other people in our community. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Some interesting people live in our community mm-hmm. that I know I can I can pull in. That would be really fun to have. You could be the Joe Rogan to Adam Curry. <laughs> you could have Adam Curry oh come to your studio and you could interview him. It would be an interesting interview. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get the visual image of me being <laughs> Joe Rogan out of my mind for well, a you, second. You are kind of buff. You know? Not you that look- buff. Of course, I'm three feet taller than he is exactly there you go no (laughs) i get that's funny you and he have some really fascinating conversations me and adam yes no you and joe i I don't know joe yet (laughs) um 
Yeah, when Adam and I get together, I mean, it's God, the world, and other things. And I mean everything. Everything. We, we talk about what's going on in the, in the sociopolitical world, sociology, even paleontology sometimes. I mean, we cover such a wide range of topics because he and I, even though I'm a pastor in a church, and he is a podcaster to, you know, the world. nearly a million people, we sort of do similar things. We unpack culture. We dissect culture. We exegete culture. Mm-hmm. And then we bring application of life. And so he does it from a deconstruction standpoint, deconstructing media. I do it from a reconstruction. So why not you and he kingdom. do something Oh, together. we could have some fun. And I, know I mean, I know all four of us talking. are yeah. going to be doing something, but I can just yeah. see the way... Y'all's conversations, you know. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. I could see it being a very interesting show. God often shows up in the middle of our, no, every time we get in these conversations, God's in the middle of it. We we both get insights. It's an iron sharpens iron mm -hmm. kind of relationship. So Yeah, that could be a lot of fun. And then also you and Tina talking about, you know, what do we call you? Um, the, The something twins. Um, oh, totally spaced. Oh it. my gosh, I forgot. Well, when we're being snarky, it's the terror twins, right? But, but when we're not, uh, the I don't blah, remember. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, whatever. I can't remember. So y'all, we want you girls. You were calling it what? Two girls and one god. Uh, two girls and a god. Well, kind of like two guys and what was that movie and a baby or oh. something? Tom Selleck. Three men and a three baby. men and a baby. It'll so be two girls and a god. And god. Not a god. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Two girls and god or something. We haven't talked about it at length, but I am yeah, going out of town with her this week because we do some fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. So what are you going to do with Tina this? Well, week? we're going to go see Phil Wickham in oh, concert. That will be so. He is good. a really really good Christian artist. Yeah. Fantastic. We sing a lot of. Um, yeah, his worship songs, songs. Yeah. and so we're going to go and make a night of it, spend the night in Austin. So we're not driving back late at night and uh, do a little bit of shopping. Well, you know, it therapy. is Christmas. Oh, there's always something. Right. There's Although a I give Amazon cards to Six all of months. my kids because they all want, it, all it's want. easier. I know that's not very fun, but I actually Your enjoy getting that. And then adults, I can go get so. what I need and want. Right. Same. So, yeah. But anyway, Same. I just told them what they were getting. As oh, if, wow. Well, they, surprise, they already surprise. know. They exactly. don't even listen to our podcast. Well, that's true. They don't. They're <laughs> we're like, the, we're well, the rants. You the can just tell us in a sentence what you talked about. I'm like, you know, thanks. You, they've got a, they, they probably have this attitude. I can't believe my parents do a podcast. Right. Well, you now know? Chris said a few months ago, that's the only way I know what's going on with you. <laughs> but we That's talk true. more now. so That's funny. So now he probably doesn't listen. That, so. Yeah, now that we talk more. Yeah. I better yeah. quit talking to my kids. Why? So to they'll listen. listen to the podcast? <laughs> yes. Hey, you want to know what's going on in your parents' life? Listen to the listen podcast. Listen to the podcast. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's not going to work. So we were talking about, we were going to talk about Mr. Chevy, the dilemma we have with Mr. Chevy. Right. Because so if, we move, office, if we move our studio. office, no, excuse me, when we move our yeah. office next week, yeah, a couple weeks carpet or, comes in Monday. Yay me. I'm excited about this. So once that's in and he can start the trim, we can move in. Well, what are we going to do without Chevy? We can't have a, can't show, without a show without Chevy. Chevy. So I thought about, let's just put them on a leash and bring them with us on Tuesdays to the office. <laughs> Faith used to bring her dog. So we'll do our staff meeting in the morning, and then we'll do a quick lunch. Where's Mr. Chevy going to be? Like in her lap? My lap? Your uh, lap? 
where Probably. he always is in a lap. Yeah, somebody's lap. We'll bring his cage. Okay. So that it's not a cage. Oh, sorry. Baby. It's, it's a, his bed. It's a crate. It's his crate. But we'll bring it so that puppy jail. We can. He'll feel comfortable there, and then. And then he can do the show with us. He can do the show. We're going to have right. to try it. We'll try it. We'll see how that rolls. That it'll be funny. Who knows, right? He'll be yeah. excited. He will. So, but I'm excited. Yeah, I actually had somebody at church. I was telling him about what we're doing on the build out. And I said, yeah, we're going to move the studio there and get it out of the house. So I can have my office back and without all the wires and microphones and oh, stuff. This and office is a wreck I right know. now. Don't look around. And um, it won't be for long. And anyway, they were saying, well, what? I mean, this is so funny. Well, what about Mr. Chevy? No, what are you going to do? I mean, she was worried about it, like, what are y'all going to do with Mr. Chevy? Mr. Chevy? And I said, <laughs> uh, I don't know yet. It's a good question. So now we have a solution. We do. We'll take him with us to work on Tuesday. <laughs> Bring your puppy to work on Tuesday. If everybody does that, we'll have a zoo. It would be wild. Yeah. <laughs> this will be fun. This will be a fun experiment, right? It will be. So speaking of social experiments, well, we took a trip. In fact, that's why we had to do the podcast early. Right. Because so we went we to Pagosa Springs, oh, Colorado. Man. You know, it is beautiful. It really is. We, I lo- and you know what? You know, last week I said, you can't go to Colorado and not have snow. And we woke up oh, our first so cool. night there. We woke up the next day, snow covered grounds. It, it was, was beautiful. beautiful. It was. We, now, I didn't, see, I'd seen the weather, weather report and said there's a chance right. for it. Right. And I knew there was too. And I also knew that it would burn off or whatever. Right. Because which it's, it did. Got the and high I, which 40s. is fun because I still wanted it to be beautiful enough for us to, to drive and, and, it and was. not be freezing. Literally, the weather was wonderful it was oh, beautiful it was perfect for mountain no weather. wind yeah and like, um the nights were in the teens yes it was which doesn't feel that cold when there's no wind so no we I, had I the having, window open oh that's at right night. two nights we did that the window and we were open still and no hot in our bedroom i know we're because they put flannel sheets yeah, on the bed oh my gosh like sleeping in i sweats. guess people in Colorado, like that? I guess so. We sleep yeah. with 64 degrees at yep. night, even in the winter at yep. our house. We run our air conditioner year-round at night. Because you're kind of hot. Well, you are really Ooh. hot. Thank you. Really honey. hot. I love but you, too. with Chevy in the middle of us, <laughs> it's like, He's oh, a heater. He's a heater. He's little, but he's a heater. But, it, but the weather was beautiful there. The mm-hmm. scenery, going up yep. Wolf Creek Pass. And but then just did, driving from Durango. The air, we flew oh. into Durango. Then the drive from Durango, what about an hour, ten minutes? Mm-hmm. Just beautiful. You're you're in San Juan National well, Forest. Well, and the closer we got to Pagosa, yeah, the prettier it became. Yeah, you felt like you're going up in elevation. Yes, and it's just it, it brought back a lot of memories for me. It's very nostalgic because that's where we went a lot on vacations. Not Pagosa, but we go through Pagosa, or we do Durango and Ure and Silver uh, Silver. Silverton. Right, Silverton. Right? Yeah, yeah, Silverton. Yeah. All that, we, we did all those mountains. And it's all more rural back there than it is like in Denver and Colorado Springs. And so, you know, we just, we did all that growing up. Because we lived in Lubbock. So going from Lubbock to Panhandle, Texas to Colorado was not that okay. far. So it was a nice, and we I loved it. So it was very nostalgic for me. Feeling like I can get to drive the same roads my dad drove. And my Aww. dad and my stepmom lived in Pagosa Street for a been. number of years. Yeah. So I knew, you know, it just felt good. kind of felt neat. And so we had some great experiences. Though. Well, and you decided to do an experiment. I did. 
So I tell did. us about that experiment. Right. I think I might don't know if I mentioned it last week or not on the show, but I had started it right before we left. I I got this idea. It had to be the Holy Spirit because I didn't just. I'm not that smart to think up these things. So I thought. I love talking to people everywhere. You know that everywhere we go, I'm, I'm that guy who's going to say, Hey, how's it going? You know, or hope you're having a great day. How's your day really going? You know, that kind of stuff to clerks and waiters and waitresses and, or I'll ask their name or I'll call their name on their name tag. And that always gets people's attention. So I came with this idea, Holy spirit, I'm sure. Um, ask people this simple question, say something like this. So it's Thanksgiving week. So what are you thankful for? And, I started doing that on the way. I mean, to... Every restaurant, host, waiter, waitress, TSA... Uh, Yeah, TSA agent. agent. That was cool. Um, And then also to uh, people who are checking you out at the store. Mm -hmm. Just wherever people are doing service things. And you got that moment. And the results were mind-blowing. What I find interesting about this is as... The clerks, it was obvious a lot of the clerks did not enjoy their job. Right. And you could tell they were they tired. were tired mm-hmm. and just worn it. out. You could tell they were just maybe needed an attitude adjustment. <laughs> and you've got a long line of people waiting and you're probably going, oh, if I could just get off. And then you come up and they're asking you for your order, you and I, and we're giving it to them. And they're just rude, almost rude yeah. and just Matter of fact, you know, just trying to get it done so they can get to the next person. And then the moment you asked the question, it was like they were arrested. And they just looked up and their countenance changed. Yeah, their whole look changed. They began to share with you and then forget. They forgot. Yeah, several times. The people that were waiting in (laughs) line line. because they couldn't wait to continue their conversation. Yeah, like Cameron, for example. Remember Cameron? Oh, my goodness. So I asked Cameron, you know, how was your Thanksgiving? This was right after Thanksgiving. We were back, and I said, so how was your Thanksgiving? She said, oh, it was wonderful. I got to be with my family. And I said, oh, I've asked a lot of people this question over this last week, and almost everybody, almost everyone, the first thought that comes to their mind is their family. family. I said, that's beautiful. And, uh, and she said, yeah, cause I lived in Japan for a year. I said, Japan, we're actually thinking about going Which is to funny Japan. because we've been talking about yeah, going with the curry. Right. And then next year, the day before you said, I don't know if I really yeah, want to go. If, I don't know if it's I want to do a big travel, a big the trip. big, and I was like, well, we've already committed and we're going to go. We, we haven't paid for anything, but I was like, Jimmy, please don't change your mind on this. And then we, the clerk at H-E-B, says what she's thankful for. Is she said she lived in Japan for a year, year. And when I said, well, we're actually thinking about going to Japan, she, she lit It was up. like she forgot everybody else that was in line. She literally and did. And just said, you have to go. And I turned <laughs> she to, was I blind. said, God sent you because <laughs> he was changing his mind. And she was like, don't no, change you your go. mind. you got to go. I actually, go. when you mentioned it in church mm-hmm. yesterday, Sunday, I turned to Tina and told her, and she said, Y'all aren't going to go? I said, well, he just balked. Why did he balk? I said, just because <laughs> of the tra- long travel. And, it's and long travel. And we're tired traveling. We're tired. And so I said, don't worry, don't worry. He's still going <laughs> to go. And I think that sealed it for you. It did. Yeah, it made me go, okay, because Cameron said we should. So she lived there a year, and she was just, I mean, it was wild. 
And so this happened over and over. Remember Riley? Mm, oh. So we met Riley. Riley's 20 years 20 old. Years old. Of course, we found out age where people oh, live. People t- t- there were tears. There were stories. Yes. There was tragedy and trauma, but also joy. There, mm-hmm. I mean, we... Hope. And hope. So here's the number one answer. And I actually shared this <sighs> with... Um, oh, I'm trying to remember her name. Um, Fabrina. Fabriana. 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 From where? From um, Hilda's? Hilda's today, Fab- which is one. Yeah, Fab- Fabriana. Yeah. Fabriana. Anyway, beautiful. And she's Italian. And she, I said, you look Italian. She goes, thank you. I said, oh, it is a compliment. You've got that look. And so anyway, um, I told her today, I said, you know, I've done this with, you know, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 people. I've lost count because I did four today, talked to four people, asked those same questions. By far, 99 something percent the first answer is always family. family it was hers too and i said i said but the second answer is interesting too because it's god mm. and then i told the guy at i told the lady at the where i was getting the inspection sticker done on the car i said hey how was your thanksgiving she goes well great thanks for asking how was yours i said great i said all right so i'm shifting a little bit i go all right what's your number one top one answer only what are you most thankful for and i mean i've been doing it like that after thanksgiving sorry shavy i clicked my fingers you snapped your fingers and he He, jumped up it's a signal sorry buddy what are you thankful for mr chevy (laughs) so anyway i did that i said i said number one don't think about it what's number family i mean just so i was telling fabriana that and she said oh that is so cool and i said number two is god i said a lot of people she goes oh yeah so the lady at um where was she Inspection. At H-E-B, at H-E-B, the gas station, you know, the little oh, attendant the, yeah, there. Yeah. She was out and I said, hey, how's your day going? She said, it's going great. How's yours? I said, good. How was your Thanksgiving? She says, wonderful. I said, I said, well, tell me the top thing you're thankful for this Thanksgiving season. She goes, my daughter, after 28 years, is sober for the first time. Can't even imagine. I mean, the the weight of that. The and fact she that she felt even so joyful. felt safe enough to even just say I that no people were telling us things about their lives like riley yeah uh, there in pagosa she was the first person we sort of met we pulled into a restaurant we were having a hard time finding a place to eat because it was a monday and it's like, just like fredericksburg, fredericksburg where there's like nothing open on mondays because it's a resort community so they're open on weekends and they close on monday and tuesday same thing we could not find a place we were yeah. hungry finally found this place and Riley waited us. She said, hey, this is my fourth day working here, so please be patient. We're like, oh, it's no problem. 20 years old, little girl. And I said, she came to our table, and I said, hey, I have a question for you. What are you thankful for? You know, it's a Thanksgiving season, so what are you thankful for? And she said, thankful for the people that are surrounding me and that love me in my life and the people I get to love. She didn't say family. That was like one of the only people that because that she wasn't shared the first. that her mother passed away five years ago and from her dad's non-existent and he's not really he's in the absent. picture. So she's that on was, her own, but she's she been did homeless. say she's taking care of her brother. That's her goal. Yeah, she's right. To get her brother, who was adopted from Asia, somewhere in Asia, mm-hmm. he's four years younger than her, and she's she's living for to take care of him, which is family. Oh my gosh, and. As she was sharing her story, she didn't have a car, so she has to walk everywhere. She's working two jobs, and one of them's at a sketchy bar and grill there in Pagosa. And you were like, Annette, take me out of here before I 
adopt her and pay for all of her college. And I said, Oh yeah, (laughs) let's go right here. (laughs) And so when we left, you know, we do this on occasion. We don't do it all the time, but sometimes, you know, you leave a tip for somebody, right? But there are moments when the Holy Spirit says, leave an offering. Mm -hmm. And we left her an offering. Yeah. We wanted to bless her. And, uh, I mean, I literally, I came, I started tearing up when she was telling us her life story that two-minute elevator pitch moment where mm-hmm. she was saying, this is what I've been going through. And, but that's what I found. Oh, my, I just was oof, Pretty wrecked. remarkable that so many people that we met were just willing to share their story to a perfect stranger because you were kind enough to ask a beautiful question. I know that was the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that gave us that. And so today I, I did four people because I had to run some errands and did mm-hmm. staffing and then I ran and got us something to eat, and then I had to go get your car inspected because it was almost due, you know, and, and it's hard to find a place to do that here. So I got to this one place, and the guy came up to me. I said, hey, how's it going? I said, how was your Thanksgiving? Man, that's another way to get people's attention. Mm-hmm. How was your Thanksgiving? And really mean it. And, man, they will people will tell you. Mm-hmm. He said, actually, it was really good. I said, man, me too. Uh, he said, how was yours? Me, great. I said, what? I said, don't think about it. I said, what's the number one thing you're thankful for? And he goes, oh, my wife. Wow. She's getting her doctorate degree, and right now she's doing her pre-med classes, and she's doing good, and that's why I'm working here. He said, I've been a registered nurse for 10 years, but I'm working at this oil change place. Is he doing both? I don't know. I couldn't tell Mm -hmm. if he had let go of one to do the other, Mm -hmm. and I didn't pry. I don't go where I'm not invited, but... He, he was a share in that way. And he just gushed all that out when, and he said, Oh, and you can't get your car inspected because our computer's down. So <laughs> he said, well, but come back later, which I did. And so I, I saw him. I said, Hey, I'm back. He goes, Oh, I'm glad you came back. He said, it came up right after you left. I said, that figures. So anyway, we just had this conversation and then I could go on all day because I've had so many amazing encounters with people who are hurting and, and okay. who are broken and, I'm gonna and who bring need this up. hope. Because I think about all the people that have been, that have crossed our path over the years that are in, were in ministry or are in ministry that say, I just don't like people. Oh, no, I've heard and that. I've, yes. And I'm thinking, why are you even in ministry, right? If you can't, if you don't even want to step out and have a conversation, because what you did is what we as Christians, not just pastors, no, but no, this Christians, is not Pastor Jimmy. This no, no, is the dude right. Jimmy. But what you did guy. is what Christians should be doing everywhere. We should be constantly in a loving mm. conversation where we actually care about that person yes. and and what they care about. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. And not just avoid people because we don't want to. Because we're, we're, we're in the people business? Yes. No, to me, okay, so... Every year we do a word. It's called my one word. Instead yes. of doing a uh, New Year's list. Resolution. Right? Yeah, yeah, resolution We list. do a one word. I never did good with like 10 resolutions that I lost. Because we stuck forget. Stuck in a Bible or stuck in a book. You may remember there. one. It's always to lose weight, probably. <laughs> At least for females it is. I wouldn't say it was mine. Mine's more to gain weight back in the day. But I never did well with resolutions. So I, I heard about this come up doing one word and this organization actually called my one word. They may still be online. It's been years because I've done this for years. So I started doing it and then you started doing it. And then of course I introduced it to the churches we've been a part of when the year rolls around. Hey, instead of doing a list this year that you're probably going to forget, why don't you just pick one word that is a theme 
that covers kind of what you want to lean into. Why don't you pray and ask the Lord to give you a word for the year? And I've done, we've done this for years. Gosh, at least eight years here. I remember last year about November, you know, usually around Thanksgiving, I started thinking about it. And last year I, I had a hard time coming up with one for some reason. And so I just picked love kind of randomly because I, I thought, well, that covers everything. But I, I, for whatever reason, I, it didn't really resonate. Not that love doesn't resonate, but you know, as my one word. In fact, there was a couple times this year I had to go, well, now what was my word? I had to think about it. Never have had to do that. No. This year, I mean, as I started doing this little social slash theological experiment of just asking people about what they're thankful for, it just blew up inside of me. And the word engage. Came. Which we've had that. I had in the that past. word back when we were in Tennessee, actually. I think we've had it here. And the reason why I say that is because for several years we had a plaque made or we found a plaque with a word that was mm-hmm. our word. And we remember we, we made a wall of words. Wall of words, yeah. I remember which we that. don't have anymore. We well, kind of outgrew messy. it. It was getting too much. <laughs> it's too much. We're trying to scale down. After not, 20 years, it starts to get. <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty sure we've had that. We had that word. word. I remember having it in Tennessee because yeah. I was, it was when we were starting to, to look at getting back into ministry while I was working for Dave Ramsey. I was really feeling called back to the pulpit, back to the ministry, uh, church ministry. And it was like, this is the year of engagement. So, but that's, that was like 20, what? 16. 16. So it would have been probably 2015 when mm-hmm. I was going through that. And maybe 16. So, um, yeah, that sounds about right. But anyway, that just blew up in me this last week as, as I was having fun engaging people and asking, and I really want to know what they're thankful for. And now you mentioned, well, how are you turning that towards Jesus? And I have it now, and, I, and it worked with the lady when I made the comment. I said, no, this was the guy at the car wash. So they had a free car wash today. They got a brand new car wash here in the city. Big news in Fredericksburg, new so car wash. So we're going to give you a free car wash, which so, was amazing. Which I did, So because I was, I was in your car. Your car needed it as bad as mine. So I ran it through, big long line. Guy comes to me. He's trying to sell me you know, subscriptions and stuff. And I said, hey, I got a question for you. I said, first of all, how was your Thanksgiving? He goes, I mean, man, just asking that question, people just shift. And he said, sorry. And he said, uh, he said, it was great, actually. I said, he, how was yours? Without fail, everybody asked me back. And I said, oh, it was amazing. I said, so real quick, one answer, top question, or top answer. What are you thankful for? And he, he's, man, it just like arrested him. And he goes, I'm thankful for my newborn baby, my family. I have, a, I have an infant, a newborn. I said, bro, I'm so happy for you. And he said, yeah, I'm new at this job. Now, then they start telling you stuff. Mm. Yeah, I'm new at this job. And this is, I'm, I actually, actually live in Tyler, Texas. And they sent me here to train and do this because, you know, they're training me to do this. And, and I said, man, that is a, so often. I said, you know what the number one answer is? This is my angle now. You know what the number one answer is? He said, what? I said, family. I said, you know what number two is? He said, what? I said, God. He goes, oh, that's cool. And I said, you know what number three is? He said, what? And I said, it could be anything. I said, <laughs> it, it could be any, I, you know, my job, you know, I get to work here, uh, my doggy, whatever, Mr. Chevy, whatever it could, because we got a lot of answers. But the top two, first was family and the second was God. Only one said God first, but most people, it was just an immediate, because that's, that's a reaction, mm-hmm. almost like Melva. She's an American Indian. 
who was working at the Durango airport in the little coffee bar. And so I said, how's your day going? There were people, it was jammed. People were waiting in line. And I just said, you know, it's a week of Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for, Melva? I call her by name because I saw her name tag. And she said, I'm thankful for my family. And she said, and of course, God. I said, me too, girl. You know, it's just fun. And it engages people on a personal level instead of just, yeah, I'm checking you out, get your groceries and go, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm tired. How's your day going? It'll be good in 15 minutes because that's when I get off. So I've had fun doing this. I mean, it's engagement. And uh, I'm sure the Holy Spirit will give me more creative ideas as things go along, you know, but the gratitude thing is a big one. It is. And you can do that year round. It doesn't matter if it's Thanksgiving. You can do that any day. What are you thankful for? What's, I've been asking people that. Do you, do you want to know, know what the top answers are? You know, just, it's, it's interesting because that is a question that people are quick to answer. Mm-hmm. It's an easy answer, but they're not going to say, well, I don't know. Or, sometimes I really don't care. Sometimes it'll stump them just because they're not used to a, a customer or right. some random stranger. But for the most part, you've had such great success with that. Because I'm having fun. For one, I, I think you're not a creepy guy. Thank you. I mean, think about it. No, a I'm creepy very, guy asking and let me, someone. Yeah, let me caveat this in case somebody wants to go do this themselves, which I would encourage you to do. But be be wise about who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm always discerning a person. You know, there's some that you know you just like, oh don't go there. You know, just the Holy Spirit will tell you. Right. He won't tell you in words, but you'll sense. Is this someone? There've been a couple that I was on the border of asking, and I did it anyway, and it turned out to be a beautiful experience. So so far, I've not had a negative person. One, the only person that made me lift my eyebrow a little bit was a TSA officer. Not, not just the typical TSA workers, but I mean like the guy who's got a gun mm-hmm. and a, and a badge. Cause I thought, man, all they do is sit behind that little glass shield and, you know, get check people's, you know, it's just how redundant is that? Mm-hmm. And so I said, Hey, do you have, a, no, this was before Thanksgiving. It was. I said, I said, uh, Hey, it's Thanksgiving week. I said, you going to have a good Thanksgiving? He goes, yeah, I think I am. I said, good. But he was still a little stern. I said, well, I have a question for you. He goes, okay. And I'm just real strange, you know, like, okay, this dude's sketchy, you know. And I said, so what are you most thankful for? You know, moving into in Thanksgiving, what, what are you grateful for? And he goes, I'm grateful for short lines today. <laughs> and he meant it. He, I said, brother, me too. For, trust me, on my side of it. Especially thing, thanks. It was the yeah, day before Thanksgiving. travel, yeah, because you can imagine. But anyway, he was, and then we laughed about it. He was too, so super cool. He was the only one that made me go, ooh, I hope I, I shouldn't have gone there. But he was cool. He was actually cool with it. So anyway, I would I would invite you to take a chance. Take a, what's the worst thing that can happen? Somebody go, I don't know. Go, okay, well, have a great day. I mean, have a good day and move on. But uh, so far, I, I, I don't know how many I've asked. You know, it's adding up. I think it's just about slowing down and preferring people over mm. yourself and not just whatever you're, you know, yeah. doing at that establishment where you meet that person, taking that extra second mm-hmm. to prefer that other person by asking yeah. a question like that to yeah. me is, is special. I, I think... I just see God pleased with us when we, mm. when we treat people like that mm-hmm. instead of, you know, just serve me, take care of me. Um, 
you know, you're, I'm, I'm here to give you money so you can, right, right. you know, give me service. And yeah, instead, wait staff like a servant instead yes, of like a human, human being, being with great value and dignity. And that's why it, this shouldn't be just at Thanksgiving. That's Although I mean. it, it was round. good for you to start it because obviously gratitude was on your mind. But it's a good experiment to continue as the Holy yeah. Spirit shows you the people to do as that As it with. goes along, I can, I can even, like I did today, I'm, I say, I've been asking a lot of people this question. What are you most grateful for? What comes to your mind first? That way they know it's not a long conversation. You know, like, oh, well, family or, oh, this job, you know. And I, you can do that year round. Anybody's going to go, wow, thanks. I'm just telling you, it, it breaks the ice. It opens hearts. And several have shared deep stuff with us no. in a very short amount of time. I mean, just you're standing there going, I can't believe this person just opened their heart to a total stranger. But here's why. Because when you really, truly connect with another human being, there's something spiritual that happens. Jesus in you is reaching out to maybe Jesus in them if they're, if they're Christians. But if they're not, he's reaching out to them through you. And, and connection is protection. I've said near. this for years. Connection is protection. People feel safe when there's a, when the, you, they can, you can tell there's a, a healthy connection with somebody mm-hmm. else. Right. And that's, that's living a gospel life, good news kind of life, the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we're living up in a down world, and that's really what we're about, people can pick up on that. They hear your positivity. They, they hear there's, you've got something going on. You've got the it factor. What is the it factor? It's Jesus, the X factor. It's Jesus. That's what's going on. It's not a, it's not a self-confidence. It's a Christ confidence. And people feel safe with that. And I'm just finding just when you connect with another person and you're asking them, excuse me, that was me hitting the microphone. You're asking them an honest question. Man, it just cracks their heart open. And so I'm super excited. I just I I was fascinated again by the countenance of people, how much it Mm. changed them. It was I've never seen anything like that where it was just as if they did you know a a total. I was like you were talking to a totally different person. Yeah, it was it was really beautiful. Yeah, it was. Well, so I would encourage you to try that. Again, what's the worst thing can happen? I don't know. You know, that's it. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be mad at you for caring. And if they are, then shake the dust off your feet and get, find Move the next on. person. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't just spend the whole day looking for people. Just these these opportunities present themselves just as you're going about your business. Today, I happen to be running some errands out in town. So just happen to be talking to a lot of people. That It's not every day. But I, I'm making this a commitment to engage that's that's my Good. word for the year. So, on another note, what is your word for the year? Well, we usually stay with the same word because it. Yeah, you and for, I together, we we years, ended up merging. We, right, we had separate words, and then in the last three or four years, but it was funny because I didn't know your word was engaged until you told the church. Yeah, well, it had just been percolating. So you didn't even tell me first. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. I heard I it failed you last. I failed you. So now I have to. No, you didn't hear it last. You heard it with everybody. Right. I, well, that's true. Technically not last. So yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I like the word. I think it's a great word. So I'll have to incorporate that into my 
yeah. thought processes. So, hey, do us a favor as you're listening to the show. If you like what you hear, go to our website, livingupinadownworld.com, and hit the subscribe button. You can also fill in your email address, and that gets you on a mailing list. We send out one email a week. That's it. And it's a short one. I throw a lot of pictures in there. I'm a picture guy, right? 32,000 pictures on my phone. I know it's crazy. I'm the, I'm the family doc, you know, historian, but um, I document everything with pictures. So I always throw a lot of pictures, but we also just let you know kind of what's happening, what's going, what's coming super short to the point, but that is a gentle reminder that we're having a podcast the next day. So I usually send that out on Mondays. And so we record on Tuesday afternoon, unless we're traveling or something like we did last week. So go to our website, livingupinadownworld.com. Also, we're pastors of Bridge Church in Fredericksburg, Texas, an amazing, amazing church where God is doing amazing, amazing things. We're actually experiencing, in a very real sense, reformation, which is a, a back to the Word of God, which leads to repentance, which leads to revival, the presence of God. And so we're in the an amazing season of growth and there's energy and ah man just it's a good season right now it is very so good. you can check us out online at bridgefbg.com we'd love to have you come you can see our in fact we do we include the worship we have the whole service on the front page all you have to do is scroll down so bridgefbg.com or just google bridge church fredericksburg texas and you'll find us and uh, we talk a lot about this stuff right you did. You did talk about this before you blasted the church. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't blast. I don't blast our church. No, I love but church. you were very strong. So this was kind of like okay. the, I don't know, how do you put this? It's kind of a coming out. Like a capsule that went down real well. And then you, <laughs> man, then you felt it. I mean, because you were. So let me tell you, let me just say why I came off very strong. You did, which and was needed. It's needed in our culture. You know, anyone who's got a screen in their hand, that would be everybody, or a screen on their desk or their laptop, knows that this world's in chaos right now. Our world is in major crisis. I've talked to people. I, we have a, a historian in our church, a legit professor historian who's genius. He's retired now, but... Still, he's forgotten more than I'll ever learn probably about our history. I've talked to him. I've talked to other elderly people in our church who will say these same things, that they have never in their lifetime witnessed the chaos and the division and, and the, the sense of imminent threat that our world poses right now mm -hmm. and, and nation rising up against nation, wars and rumors of wars. Well, it sounds biblical, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, we're living in, I don't know if it's the last day. It is the last days, technically. I don't know if it's the last of the last days, but, but there, there are so many signs. We read pointing. the seasons yes. and the signs. We won't know the day or the hour. Even Jesus said he Jesus didn't know that. Jesus doesn't know. But we can read the seasons. So we may not know the hour, the day, any of that, but we know seasons and we discern that. And uh, there's a reference to the sons of Issachar in the Old Testament. It says, the sons of Issachar who discerned the times and knew what to do. Oh, that's what I want to be mm -hmm. as a son of Issachar who discerns the times and knows what to do. And so all of that's percolating in my heart right now. And what I'm realizing, and this is not to put down churches. I'm a church guy. I love the Bride of Christ. But there are a lot of churches in the world right now 
that are not addressing the relevant issues. Because they that won't talk are, about abortion. They're they afraid they're going to lose people. Transgender and all the stuff. They're going to lose finances. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose their popularity. Yeah. And you and I've made a, a decision that we're going to please God Period. before we're going to please people. That's right. So you have to address the things that yeah. God addresses yeah. in his word. And you chose to do that this Sunday. Well, what has really hit me is I have to ask an honest question mm-hmm. because I tend to be a people pleaser because I do love and adore people. So and it's hard when people come against you. Right. And they do. Yeah. I have a very tender heart. Yes. And so it, it hurts me deeply, but I power through it because I know what I'm called to do. And uh, so my tendency in the past has been to keep my cards close to my chest, play my cards close. You've you know? always been that so way. So that I'm, I'm, I want to be the nice guy. I want to be the guy. You want to be everyone nice likes. Guy. I do because I like everyone. So I think everybody should like me. And as I'm growing up here, finally at 61 years of age, I'm realizing that's not reality, especially in the world now, especially if you're a follower of Jesus. If you're a committed Christian, now if you're you're just play the game Christian, yeah, you can play both sides of the aisle, both both sides of the fence. But if you're all in with Jesus, Jesus told us you will be persecuted, you will be hated on my account, on my for my sake, you will be persecuted, you will be brought before judges, you will. I mean, there's some scary stuff in the Bible for those of us who have made a commitment to be all in with Jesus, and. I heard a pastor say this this week, and I feel the same way. He was talking to his congregation, a large congregation, and he said, I, I feel like I need to apologize to you. And he is a church of thousands of people. He, he Very transparent. He said, I feel like I need to apologize to you because I have not prepared you to be hated by the world. And, and that he, went off on both you and I like, a bomb. what? Oh, uh, my goodness. Thunder in my soul where it's like, we've got to prepare our people that there is coming a day and a time and an hour, and it could be, and it is in other parts of the world, it is. where if you are a Christian, you are hated, hated. for your faith. You're it's hated already for your happening here. to God. People already hate Christians. The, the thing is, so many people who say they're Christians are not acting like Christians. They're acting like the world. So they're not being hated. Yes. So that's kind of what, for me, I've I've tried to be Mr. Nice Guy. I've tried to be be that guy who everybody likes. I've tried to be the pastor that everybody likes. I I want peace. I do not like conflict. I'm allergic to negativity, and I'm very allergic to negative people. And yet, and God yet, calls us to Sunday, engage the fight. You decided to engage the fight. Well, here's what I had to come to the realization. I have two choices. Do I want I have to answer this question? Mm-hmm. And it is, do I want to be liked or do I want to be respected? And I have chosen to be respected instead of liked. Now, obviously, I still want to be liked. Don't get me wrong. It sounds really dramatic. But the truth is, as a pastor and one who's called to be a herald, a clarion, um, a trumpet, so to speak, of, of calling out and holding up the standard of God in the world through a biblical world lens, then I have a responsibility to mm-hmm. speak the truth in love, but definitely speak the truth, both love and truth at the same time. The Bible says that Jesus was full of grace and truth. And grace in, in terms of Jesus isn't, isn't just unmerited favor. That's It's power. It's power. Mm-hmm. Power, strength, ability, and favor to do what you cannot in and of yourself do. So Jesus was full of that. So 
that's the that's the call, and I just shared that with my church. I said, you know. Well, you read a scripture that was really interesting. Yeah, it was in Timothy. And and it talks about what you as a pastor are called to do. This was Paul talking to Timothy. Who was a young pastor. Who was a young pastor. And I believe that that was put in the Bible for a reason, because pastors need to heed that verse. That verse yeah. is for every yeah. single person claiming yeah. to be a teacher of the Word of God but most people, we, we kind of look over that verse. Yeah, well, here's the verse. It's 2 Timothy 4. It says, In the presence of God, and this is Apostle Paul talking to young Timothy, mm-hmm. the pastor. In the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge. Man, that should get anybody's mm-hmm. attention. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction, he says, here's why. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. We're, we're there now. Mm-hmm. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. And See, if somebody doesn't like what, what I say as a pastor, they go down the street. And mm-hmm. then the first time that pastor says something like they go down the street exactly, and you see this in, in oh. communities and cultures where people yes. church hop, they go, they go until what, cause they have that honeymoon period when you're in a mm-hmm. new place and discovery and everything's new and fresh. And then the first, you know, time someone says something to you that doesn't scratch your itching ears, mm-hmm. you go down the road. And we see that a lot in American churches right now. And it says this, time will come when people will not put up a sound doctrine. They'll suit their own desires. They'll gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths or fables. And he says, but you, Timothy, keep your, Jimmy, (laughs) keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. I shared that. I unpacked that with the church. I thought that would be the introduction to the message. That became the message. It did become the message. Because I had to let my church know that I love them so much that I have to be okay with being respected over being liked. And, and that I, they're and not going to speak the truth. And they might not enjoy what you're saying because it's not going to tickle their ears. I will say they enjoyed Sunday because there was a lot of hooting and hollering going on. Because they did, because there are people are that ready they for want someone a strong, to say what needs to be said. Yes, they want a strong leader, and um, a lot of people too. They don't even know what they want until they hear it, and then they're like, "It okay. resonates. It's, it goes off in." Yes, them. yes, and I I could feel that in the room, and it it was it was it was quite un, unbelievable what. The, the sounds I heard from behind me, the, the chatter, the, the voices, it was just, it was unbelievable. It well, was people really did beautiful. resonate with it. And that's what I love about our church. You mm-hmm. can tell our church is ready for reformation. They're ready for repentance. They're ready for revival. They're ready for outpouring and renewal. So they're there. And that's what's exciting about being a part of a church that's kind of got that momentum and that energy. And, um, the thing that I'm calling us to, which which will land, and I'm going to talk about Nehemiah this next week and the rebuilding of the wall and all that's part of the Reformation and revival. But then I've got to go to, to Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. When young Joshua was serving Moses, all his life, all he thought was, I'm going to, I'm going to serve Moses, 
And then I'm going to be Moses' servant. I'm going to follow him over the over into the promised land. He had no idea that he was actually would be the one, one to, to take, take them. them into the promised land. Right. And so when Moses basically fouls out of the game because out of anger and striking the rock, it's a whole nother thing. But and so God said, "You're not going to take them over." Joshua, Joshua is. is. So Joshua finds that out, and all of a sudden it's like, "What me?" I thought I was just his assistant. Now I'm the man. And God speaks to Joshua as, as this baton this gets gets you know passed on to the next generation to Joshua. God says this to, to Joshua: "Have I not commanded you?" And listen to these words: "Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go." Why would God say? Have I not commanded you? It's because he had to remind him of mm-hmm. what he had said before. Because apparently Joshua was terrified. He was nervous. He's probably thinking, I'm not qualified for this. We all feel that way. Moses felt that way. Remember, mm-hmm. he had a stutter. Yes, he had he a did. speech impediment. His brother Aaron had to had to help him out, you yes. know, and speak for him at times. And so none of us are, are qualified. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Mm -hmm. So if God calls you to do something, then the qualifying comes. Right. And so this is what I see here. He must have been scared because God says, have I not? He's like, I'm reminding you Mm -hmm. to be these things, strong and courageous, and don't be terrified. He wouldn't have said be courageous if he was courageous. That's right. He He had to be be scared. And I feel like that's a call to our generation. I feel like God is saying, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Don't be discouraged. It's time to stand up for what you believe. But stand up. You know, when we stand up for God's word, we're standing up for God. When When we know what his word says and we let it be known, God is pleased with that. That's all he wants is us to to um, get his word out. And instead, what's happening is we're allowing the world, so many of us are allowing the world's word Mm -hmm. to come through, and then we're acquiescing to that, and we're ditching what we knew and saying, oh, well, it's not relevant now. Right. It, our world's so different. We're, we yeah. are, we have so progressed since the Bible yeah, came so, out. We're so civilized now and yes. so progressive. We've progressed so far. We've, we've left God behind. And I'm telling you, that happened in, in the book of Genesis in the early part of the scripture. Mankind decided to ditch God, and they began to build this tower called Babel. Babel. And the Tower of Babel, the goal of that, you have origin and you have telos. Telos means it's the end. It's, it's what they're going for. So the origin was we started with God. The end telos is we're going we're gonna to do it on our own without God. We don't need God. And that's what culture is saying today. And you would think, well, they're just implying it. No, they're saying it. No, now. I mean, are. it's literally like we the don't need God. Culture hates God. Man, the World Economic Forum, the World Health, I, I mean, organization, all these different entities and organizations, they're like, no, we're smarter than anybody. They're so, trying to cut God out of everything. Which means they're trying to build their own Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. And that is to build a utopian culture without God. Right. Leaving That's God exactly out because right. we are gods unto ourselves. We are an innately good. We, we've got it all. and We don't need God. And uh, the old God is dead kind of thing. And, um, and Nietzsche said, God is dead, but here's the deal. 
Aslan is on the move. God is not dead. God will have the last word. He had the first, he'll have the last. And we, it's time for us to be reminded by God that we are to be strong and we're to be courageous. What bothers me about Christianity in America at this season is that we've we've left evangelism, mm-hmm. which is the, the ability to share your faith with other people, because we don't want to offend anyone. Why? Because we want to be liked more than we want to be respected. And I have found that if I will speak the truth in love, they may not like me, but they'll respect me. And someone will listen to somebody they respect more even than sometimes somebody they just like mm-hmm. because they're a nice guy or a nice girl. And so I would rather be respected than liked, which means I'm taking this literally for my life. God is reminding me to be strong and to be courageous and not to be terrified or discouraged. Why? Because the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. I want God to be with me, which means I need to step into this call. And I'm challenging anybody in my orbit. It's time for you to be strong and courageous. Mm-hmm. It might be learning ways to talk to people and engage, like saying, hey, what are you thankful for? Oh, family, that's awesome. Let me tell you what the top three were. Number one, family. Number two, God. There you go. You've brought God into the conversation. Because when I did that today, it perked up and said, that's cool. And then the third, it could be anything. But, you know, finding creative ways to engage people. Why? We need to be strong and courageous. We also need to be that strong and courageous in our spheres of influence. The water cooler conversations at the office that get weird. That somebody tells a really off camber joke or really. And we need to be able to stand up and say, you know what? I didn't really appreciate that. Yeah. Speak the truth in love. Yes. But say, you know, that's, yeah, no, I don't watch those kind of movies or I, no, I'm not into that. Or no, I'm not going to go have drinks with all the, all the girls after work because ah, just, it's not good for me. Then I like you, but I love working with you, but no, I can't go do that. It's not, not good for me. And uh, we've got to begin to be bold and strong and courageous again and not back down mm-hmm. just because you may not be accepted or you may even be hated. But you know what? I'd rather be hated and respected than liked and not given the time of day. Mm-hmm. Or taken well, seriously. and our ultimate goal is to please God, not man. Period. 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 Yeah. Well said. Wow covered some territory today. We did. We hope you're encouraged. That's our heart. And we're talking bold and big, but only because God's bolder and bigger than anything. We want to, we want to be in alignment with him and with his heart, especially in this time, in this season of history in the world, we need brothers and sisters, followers of Jesus to stand up and be counted and to not back down, not acquiesce, not sit back and wait for somebody else to speak up. God is calling you to speak up in your sphere of influence. That doesn't mean you have all the answers. It just means you know the person who does, and his name is Jesus Christ. So we want to encourage you to do that. Hey, if you like what you're hearing, do go to our website, livingupinadownworld.com. Click subscribe, sign up for our newsletter. We'll get that out to you. And if this is helpful for you and you know somebody that it might be helpful for, pass this link on to them. Just share it with somebody. Uh, let other people know that, hey, there's this crazy pastor and his wife talking <laughs> talking about real stuff, you know, and we would we would really appreciate that. That's one of the ways you can add value to us. And so anyway, I've got some thanks I want to give, just, just a couple, few things here. I'm dialing it up as I speak. Here it is. Um, we had a beautiful review left on our website. This one came through um, Apple. Um, 
podcasts, mm -hmm. you know, Apple. Um, this was beautiful. Uh, and it's from a, who's, a guy that's become a dear friend of mine, Adam Lacey. Yes. Uh, he has a carnivore channel or channel on YouTube called Carnivore Today. His name's Adam Lacey. He interviewed me He's a couple of weeks ago. He's one of the sweetest just dispositions I've ever seen in a man. A He's great a great guy. Really beautiful man. And a good brother in the Lord, too. Mm -hmm. and, and he and I have been having some great conversations. And uh, he says this as a review. He says, uplift your spirit with living up in a down world. Jimmy and Annette's Living Up in a Down World is a beacon of positivity. Each episode is a master class in turning challenges into opportunities to grow your faith. He's a good writer. Mm -hmm. Their insightful conversations and genuine warmth make you feel like you're a part of their family. Subscribe for inspiration and to be a part of a journey that is full of joy, inspiration, and strengthens your faith. A must listen for anyone living in a down world. That is so beautiful. Dude, that beautiful. is fantastic. Thank you, Adam Lacey. We love you, brother. Excited about doing some stuff. By the way, we got invited to do something. Share that real quick. Well, we got invited to be part of a carnivore documentary that's going to mm -hmm. be airing. They're hoping on uh, Netflix in the next year. And so they're going to come out here and film us yeah. next May, it's June. It's going to be fun. And uh, they're going to be, they're going to have some episodes as well. And so they want us to be part of the episodes. Yeah. We'll, we'll, so we we'll, have to stay strong in carnivore oh, over the holidays. No and this is when people have a hard time. But I we, killed I about think 24 ounces of steak this evening. Yes, I we're mean, doing I'm well. Like, we're doing well. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like a lion that just ate a water buffalo and I feel amazing. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing the carnival. We've talked about that. We won't go into it now just for time's sake, but uh, it'll always be a part of our show because it's a part it's of part our of life, us. mind, body, spirit, total life wellness. And uh, being carnivores is part of that for us. So um, here's, oh man, I love Adam Curry. Adam Curry gave us a stropper boost, which he is all about. So. <laughs> at 77,777 sats. Thank you, my brother, my dear brother and friend. He says the crossover meetup was wonderful. Yeah, we did the meetup. Mm -hmm. That was so cool. We talked about it in the last show. So many living up in a down world listeners. Connection is protection. It is, my brother. Love you. And then also from someone, they don't, they didn't put a name in it, but it's TOF4471. They gave us some sats. Boost for Christ. I love that. I have no idea how I made it all the way from Adam's first Joe Rogan experience appearance to no agenda to Curry and the Keeper to here. Wow. He wow. says it could only be one reason, and that's all part of the plan. So, T.O. Tof, brother, thank you. That, our sister, thank you for sharing that. And I'm glad that you did find your way to living up in a down world. And so we love you guys. Hey, it's been fun today. And we hope that you're having an amazing week. Hey, by the way, what are you thankful for? What comes first to your mind? Get out there and share that good news and start living up in a down world. God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs>